Welcome to the Elevate Your Running podcast. This is Sarah Manderscheid and Austin Myers. Hello. Happy, well, it's happy Friday for us. Maybe happy Tuesday or another day for all of you listening. This is episode 10. And today we're going to talk about the power of your why and why having a why or a purpose is so important in running. Austin, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. The sun is out and uh, it's definitely feeling like spring now. So um, everything's going pretty well. Amazing. Awesome. Yes. It feels like spring is here. It feels amazing. I'm really excited to, to be running in warmer weather. I just got back from my run today and it felt really, really good. So it's always great to be able to run in shorts, long sleeves and have gloves for the first half of the run. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, lo- I love the long sleeve and short weather. That's like my favorite. I know mine too. It's like the best. And as long as I can hold on to it, uh, this spring I will. And even if that means getting out the door a little bit earlier than normal, um, I'm here for it. So it feels good. Um, well, let's jump right in. Um, Austin, I'd love to hear your elevated moment of the week. Yeah, uh, my elevated moment is not one single moment, but more so a realization. Um, about midweek, it just felt like everything was kind of compounding and, and stress was building. And what I realized was it's so easy to lose sight of what excites us and what really brings us joy and happiness. And um, I, I think I needed to kind of get out of rhythm almost. We talk a lot about how important routine and rhythm is to our lives. And it's certainly Mm -hmm. a staple and a key to success. But when we um, fall too heavily into a specific way of doing things to the point that we're sacrificing moments of happiness and excitement um, to meet those, those expectations that we're beginning to hold ourselves to, um, you know, we start to kind of lose the luster that life provides us with. And that's what I kind of noticed uh, midway through this week was that I just needed to, in some ways, break the routine, um, have a little bit more of a relaxed approach and just truly hone into what excites me, what's going to bring me happiness in this day, in the coming days, um, and how can I find joy in, in the decisions that I'm making and the things that I get to do each day. So, you know, that's a realization that I'll probably continue to have over the next year, just because, you know, as driven people, we want to set goals, achieve goals, um, and, and really be consistent and continue to show up every day. But the truth of the matter is that showing up every day looks different for not only everybody, but for each individual day that we have. Like you've got to show up in different ways to meet uh, the needs of your mind and your body. And um, that's, that's definitely just a journey I'm going to continue down. But that, that moment of realization was definitely important for me and gave me a, a much more elevated perspective of um, how I need to kind of proceed moving forward over the next few weeks. Yeah, I absolutely love that so, so, so much. Like taking that time to pause, maybe pivot, shift your schedule, 
realign with the ultimate goal or the ultimate purpose, instead of getting caught in what I would consider maybe the rat race of life and all the things that we want to do, um, need to do all those things. I feel like maybe you've been, you know, catching my vibe this week (laughs) because it's been really busy and, and it's all really good busy, but at the same time, it can also get really, um, challenging, um, when it gets that way. So I'm going to lean into, you know, taking your advice over these next few weeks and really trying to slow, slow my roll in some ways. And, and it gets to be okay. Right. Absolutely. We're, we're always on the same page with our running, uh, pace, heart rate, all that good stuff. So we may as well be on the same page with, (laughs) with life as well. So. I know. Okay, so tell me, did you have a mod effort today going into half marathon pace? You gave me a threshold, actually. So I, I did. You designed that, I think. You're trying to throw me out of rhythm or something. I know, I know. No, I had a, I had a great run this morning. Um, definitely part one of my elevated moment. Um, I got, uh, I had a little autonomy, uh, today in my training plan for my coach. And that felt really good right now. I'm just running easy and, um, sprinkling in some strides, but no structured workouts right now. And, um, mentally I just needed a break from it, but today I had the green light to do kind of whatever I wanted to do. If I wanted to run all easy, throw in some strides, I could, if I wanted to take it to like a mod effort of, easy in the first half, push up to, you know, half goal, half marathon pace in the second half, add strides, do whatever fills my cup for today. It's my only solo run this week. So, um, actually I take it back. I had two 30 minute solo runs, um, earlier this week, but like I've, uh, shared with, um, someone yesterday, it doesn't really fill my cup. Uh, those 30 minute runs are so tough because they're so good, but I feel like I'm just getting into it by the time it's over. So, um, so it was really, really fun to be out there this morning. And the best part about the route that I, that I ran and that I usually run on, um, on some days, not any particular day, but, um, I like to run up to, I guess I'm running east or I'm sorry, I'm running west and it's really fun because it's uphill on the first half and then second hill or uh, downhill on the second half. And it just feels really good to be able to push the pace on a downhill too. And um, maybe not uh, work as hard to get those paces in, but still get the leg turnover. And it just felt amazing. And people were outside running in the shorts, long sleeve glove combo um, (laughs) as well. And everyone was just really happy running this morning. So that felt good to see that. And um, part B or part two of my elevated moment is um, last weekend and how strong the Elevate Your Running team raced in Fort Collins for the spring equinox half marathon. And there was a four mile race, which I had, um, two athletes, um, run and they were using it as training runs and to simulate goal pace for an upcoming half marathon. Um, but it was so, so fun to be up there all weekend. Um, most of us were up there starting on Saturday. We stayed overnight. We did our um, our shakeout together. We had dinner. We played salad bowl. If you're familiar with that game, it's basically like charades and Pictionary and like all the all the games kind of put together into one. If you saw my stories, I acted out um, Kenzie, my dog, which was really funny. Um, and we just had such a great time up there. And 
everyone raced so strong and that felt so good to see. The course was tough. It was uphill for the first half, a mixture of dirt and cement or roads. Um, and then in the second half coming back down, there was headwinds. The team hit headwinds around miles um, 10, 11, 12, something like that. So they definitely worked hard to get their PRs. I had some really, really fabulous runners um, or running happening um, last Sunday. I got to be the cheer team for the entire race. I was told I was the only person cheering. I don't know if that's true or not, but I was at miles um, three and 10 cheering on everyone. And then as soon as um, the last Elevate team member came through at 10, I booked it to get to the finish line to see everyone finish. And um, it was just so much fun to see everyone race strong, to see the smiles on all the runners' faces. So many people were just so happy to be out there. And as I'm saying hi and telling them that they look strong and to keep going and all the things, um, someone yelled out to me, you should be a coach. And I said, I am a coach. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> and um, you know, Brandon was our guest on the podcast last week, right? And we interviewed Brandon, kind of talked about his build up to Houston, his history of running, what he's looking forward to for from last weekend and then moving forward. And I'm happy to report if you don't know this, um, that Brandon ran an almost four minute PR on Sunday, which I was just so, so stoked about coming from Houston running at, you know, 5,000 feet running uphill. He didn't necessarily taper the way that I wanted him to taper. And that was fine. Once he got to Colorado, he wanted to run all the training runs with me that I was doing. So he did that and he still just ran a super monster race. So it was very, very exciting to see that. Um, and all the folks like running Boston and running, the Colorado marathon had really, really great tune-up races. So as a coach that felt amazing to see as a human, it was awesome to see those smiles, to see the happiness, the joy, um, which was definitely the theme of Sunday meeting up with all the other athletes. We went out to a few breweries afterwards, everyone jived so well, the gratitude, the joy, the running happy, the smiles, it was all there. So it was really great to see. So quite an awesome a weekend and elevated moments um, for me this week. Um, and I think it's really important too, as we get into our topic today of having a why, having a purpose. Um, if as an athlete, you don't have that, it's really, really hard to get out the door when things are tough, right? Um, Brandon shared his why last week. I think it's um, it's kind of one of the foundational things that every athlete gets to figure out before they start training um, hard or even just training to get out the door and to be consistent. Um, Austin, what do you think? I think it's really important to not only be able to identify your why um, in the moment of you know, whether it be starting your process or uh, maybe you're reevaluating midway through the process, but just understanding that the, the why, the purpose of this all is going to develop. And that's a really cool thing to mm. acknowledge and to observe because when our why develops, that's a sign that we are developing as well. We are growing throughout the process. And in some situations, the why gets deeper, uh, a little bit more intricate. And then in other situations, it simplifies. And I've found that in both ways, it's really great. Like if our why is becoming 
um, simplified, then we feel like we have a greater understanding of where we're going. The path is very clear. And mm -hmm. when the why is a little bit more complex, that can be a really great thing too, because it means that we're honed into different aspects of our life or of what we're doing. Like it's not just about setting a PR, it's about developing as a person as well, or showing up as Brandon talked about last week, showing up stronger for his profession, for his family. That can all be a part of your why for your running journey. And it's also important to recognize that the why that you establish for running or for any physical pursuit that you may have is going to be very strongly connected to the why that you have for other areas of your life. Um, these purposes that we set are all built around our values. And if our values are clear to us, or at least we have the desire to clarify our values, then our why and our purpose for each area of our life, it may be catered a little bit to specifically what the goal is. So if we're you know, pursuing the goal of a PR or if we want to move up in our profession, um, that's obviously going to be the goal. But the why, the purpose that we have is going to be a core um, way that we express our values in our life. And I, I find that to be really cool. And I think that's a really important reason to focus on the why and try to, to really continue to make it a cornerstone of your day, of your week, because it, it provides a roadmap in some ways. Like the road isn't always clear um, in our pursuit of a goal. But when we have the why, we at least know that any forward progress is good progress. And that mm -hmm. sometimes forward progress feels like you're taking a few steps backwards but if the vision remains clear you can be pretty dang sure that just continuing to impose action every single day will move you a little bit closer and as the years pile up you're going to look back and realize how much progress was made just because you set forth the purpose and the clarity necessary to continue moving forward. Absolutely. I think um, we've all, hopefully we've all seen that chart. I've definitely shared it actually on social media quite a bit over these last few months of how progress sometimes isn't linear. Even though you're moving forward, we think point A to point B is a straight line um, moving, you know, up, right? Um, and increasing, but really growth is a roller coaster. You're still moving forward, right? You have point A to point B. You're still moving forward, but you might be going up. You might be going down. Um, you're never, if you're continuing to try, never going backwards. Um, so I think that's a really strong, really, really strong um, piece to keep in mind if you are struggling or if you're having a tough uh, training block or training cycle or season of life. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and really, you know, talking to Brandon last week um, kind of got me thinking, and that, that was part of the inspiration for this podcast um, was why did we get started with running? And then mm -hmm. I think it's also a different idea to recognize why we continue to do this, because it almost feels like as we continue to um, progress, the goals get bigger. 
but the challenges get bigger too. And yet as the purpose remains or as it continues to develop, we don't mind that the challenges get bigger. We embrace the fact that the challenges are, are greater and that they require more of us. And so in considering that, I, I looked back, you know, at this point about two years um, to when I really started to make running a central piece to my life. Um, and I was trying to remember back to why did I get started? What, you know, made me um, have the desire to set these running focused goals to begin training for my first marathon and um, to really just want to pursue something that was a little bit unknown at the time. And the first thing that, that popped into my mind was there were clear goals to it. If I wanted to train for a marathon, the goal was to train for the marathon, stay healthy, and complete 26.2 miles on race day. And I was able to do that. Um, and I think that, you know, coming into the sport of running, I appreciated the fact that the goals were clear and that the process may not have made so much sense in the beginning. I knew certain pieces to the puzzle, but I also embraced the fact that I was going to get to learn a lot over those four to five months that I was completing my first marathon training. So goal setting was a really big piece of the puzzle for me. Um, and just being able to have that clarity of, you know, what the vision was, what do I want to be able to do in four months? I want to be able to run a marathon. How am I going to get there? I don't really know all the complexities to how I'm going to get there, but I have a pretty good idea that if I just show up every single day and I focus on making those small gains um, that in a few months, not only will I achieve that goal, but I'll prove to myself that I can continue to pursue bigger, greater goals from that point. Absolutely. And I love that. I love the your comment about how the why evolves and change as humans, as athletes, as we get more familiar with what we're doing, we're crushing whatever we're set out to do, whether that's in running or in life, you know, we get to evolve as well, right? We get to have a stronger why around why we do what we do. And I think it's really important to remember that, that it can evolve, it can change, it can shift. And actually, if we're living life to our fullest potential, we probably should be changing and growing along the way. Yeah, and, and I will say that, you know, life is a humbling thing. <laughs> and I think that <laughs> Sarah, you yeah. and I have probably, you know, been feeling a little bit humbled over the past um, few weeks with just the way that, you know, stress can build up. And we had an episode on stress about a month ago now. And um, life will humble you. And it's another level to purposely place yourself in a position to be humble. And I think mm -hmm. that that's what, that's something that we're very good at doing as runners because we set goals that are not easily achieved. And there is no way that you can train for a marathon and not be humbled. There is no way that you can pursue a half marathon PR and not be humbled at some point throughout the process. Obviously, Hopefully it's not yeah, on race day. I was about to say the same thing. The <laughs> ideal situation is that on race day, we will not be humbled. We'll think we're on top of the world. 
But the reality of it is, at some point, you'll be humbled and you don't get to choose when it is. Um, I was humbled yesterday <laughs> on an easy run. I mean, like I was struggling, <laughs> but that's a part of it. And, and that's really where you tap into that inner strength um, and you, you find places to go and, and things to learn about yourself that will then help you so that when things do get hard on race day, you tap into that and hopefully you pull out a great performance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm kind of like laughing in the background because all I'm thinking about is, um, my build up to Boston and how quote unquote great it was. Right. And we've talked about this many times on the podcast. Like, you know, I had to actually like recreate situations or create the situations to be uncomfortable because I wasn't getting it in training, but, um, the universe definitely delivered that humbling experience to me. It was just on the Boston marathon course. And, um, you know, I wouldn't want that for anyone, right? Like on race day is the day to celebrate all your training and to run strong and, um, to really get that big old, um, that big old serving of, of a bowl of humble, whatever, like it's, it's tough. So, um, if you can get it in training, lean into it, use it. Um, I've said that to you before, Austin, I have other athletes who've had some, you know, pretty, um, you know, not so great runs, humbling runs, uh, training runs. And I said it to you and I say it to them. Like, it's just a great opportunity to understand what that feels like in training and know that if it does actually present itself on race day, that you have the ability to shift and pivot through it, um, a little more gracefully than, um, someone who isn't experienced it in training, have a really great training cycle. And then it's given, you know, served on a platter to them on uh, marathon day. Yeah. And, you know, there's resistance in life. There's always going to be a resistance. Um, And I thought about this earlier in the week is like, you're going to be stressed. Life's going to stress you out no matter what. You may as well be stressed about out about something that you really love and you're really passionate about and that you feel like will give you a great return on your investment. And, you know, what I've found is that when you're feeling that resistance, that's probably because you're growing. Resistance is at its highest point when we are close to achieving something. It's almost like the world doesn't want you to achieve it. So it's going to throw everything it's got at you. And then when you push through that final barrier, you reach that really high point where you realize how strong you were. And it's, it's like that image that I know it gets tossed around on social media all the time, but you know, you're chipping away, um, trying to break through the stone to get to, you know, this prize. And then, you know, one person can quit and they can be just like a few swings of the hammer away. And then the other person just continues to swing that hammer until finally that final stone is broken and they have achieved the goal. We don't know how long it's going to take. We don't know how many swings of the hammer we're going to have to, you know, impose on that piece of stone. But if you trust that, you know, resistance is going to be there no matter what, stress is going to be there no matter what, but you keep swinging and you keep, you know, aiming to grow and approach your process in a smart way and an informed way. And, you know, we've talked about the power of, community and bringing people onto your team 
to help you work through those moments of resistance and stress. And when you do that and just continue focusing on moving forward a little bit, a little bit, a little bit each day, you'll get there. We don't know when we're going to get there, but you'll get there at some point. Absolutely. It's all about patience, right? Patience, surrounding yourself with people who lift you high, creating a really great team, um, having a coach and leaning into having great conversations with that coach um, and asking all the great questions on coaching calls um, and really be intentional rather than, you know, in my experience, like last minute of getting texts about X, Y, Z on, you know, workout day, like be intentional, be all in, be, um, be really um, ingrained and surround yourself with, with the training and, and show up. Sarah, why did you get started with running? What was your inspiration to get started? Yeah, that's a great question. I started running right after uh, college. So I was about 23, 24. And I was feeling just, you know, the stress of the eight to five and also sitting in an office all day um, really just didn't suit me that well. So I thought, well, running is like the lowest barrier to entry, right? All you really need is a pair of running shoes. And at that point, um, I guess I'm dating myself a little bit. The iPod Nano came out to my last year of college. And so I had an iPod Nano and <laughs> I had a pair of running shoes. Like they used to, Sarah. <laughs> Just, maybe some of you don't even know what an iPod Nano is, but... <laughs> My sister Angie and I uh, both got one um, on release day and it was so much fun. We just loved it. And um, I mean, most of you know how much I love music. So um, thank you, Steve Jobs. And um, so I had the Nano, I had the running shoes and my, um, at the time for a few months, I was living with my parents as I transitioned into like adulthood and we live next to a really awesome trail that goes right to Lake Michigan. So that was kind of my running route. And I leaned into just movement and, you know, wanting to be wanting to release stress at the end of the day, have movement, be outside. Those are all still core values of mine now and still like kind of attached to my why now. Um, and, and it felt really good. And then as you know, I had no real ambitions to race at that point. You know, I was just going out to run and I was running every day and I know I was running probably way too hard. And, um, but I do remember at the very beginning of running or that summer of running, I thought it would be really cool to run the Boston marathon, but wow, that just seems like so hard and such a long ways to run. Right. Um, and then my why over the years have really, really evolved. I mean, I think it's still a hundred percent attached to movement, being outside, being healthy. Um, I also just love training and I love going out the door every day to see what I can create. I love seeing like who I'm going to see on the trail or on the bike path. Um, I feel like I run into someone I know most days and that brings me a lot of joy. Um, I also coach like community group runs and long runs. So seeing the joy 
um, in their faces as they get to go through, maybe it's a five mile run or tomorrow, um, like Saturday, we're going, um, to run like 16 miles and that could be someone's longest effort ever. Like that just feels really good, um, too, but having that consistency, it feels like it's a piece of my day or part of my lifestyle, right. Running every single day or, you know, six days a week. Um, but it's really just working towards the goals, right? I love, love, love working towards goals and knowing that there's some really good potential still out there for me um, too makes me get out the door every day. And I posted about this earlier this week on social media. Sometimes the motivation isn't always there, right? Like I'm pretty busy right now with uh, coaching, which is a really great quote unquote problem to have. And um, some days, like I'm just so in what I'm doing with, you know, replying to plans and writing plans and coaching people through difficult times over text message. And, um, and that's just the coaching piece to it. There's not, you know, the planning for the podcast or all the other things that I do in a week, um, that all align with coaching, but some days it's hard to get out the door. Um, and it doesn't happen often, but sometimes it happens. It's usually on a cold day. And, um, what I do is I set myself up for success and I wear like my favorite outfit, (laughs) which as a female, like that feels good. Um, and on particular days, I actually wear my Boston long sleeve shirt, um, with like my Boston shoes. And I know I probably look like a total dweeb out there with like all my Boston gear, but really, if you see me in that outfit, it's probably because I needed the motivation to get out the door. And, you know, for me at this point in my, uh, marathon career, like, you know, my wife's kind of evolved. It's now Boston. It's now running, you know, what wave can I get into Boston? Can I get that sub three and being consistent to get out the door every day is one step forward to that sub three. So keeping that all in mind every day when I go out. So that's my invitation to you, to anyone listening today is, you know, create your why and also know that it can 120% change over time. And it actually should. And start thinking about what you can do to set yourself up for success. If it is hard to get out the door, I have my Boston outfit, or I might have like my favorite pair of running shoes that maybe have, you know, a better energy return because I'm just not feeling it. Or I had a hard Pilates class the day before my legs are trashed. Like, doing whatever feels good to you to get out the door. You know, my athletes, I know some of them will probably say, Oh, I, I text my coach (laughs) and that is true. But you also get to lean into like what you can do yourself to get out the door, because at the end of the day, we all get to be accountable for ourselves and for our actions. And yes, you can surround yourself with people who lift you high to also motivate you. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with you. You get to figure out um, how to move forward and how to get out the door, what your why is and why you should continue to keep going. And it's super fun. It's super special. You're also going to learn a lot about yourself in the process. It's really a testament to the importance of having a purpose that is just deeper than one reason. It's multifaceted. Like, you know, part of your purpose, Sarah, and I'm in the same boat as you, is that we want to achieve. We want to make progress over time. And I love that you mentioned, like, 
you, when you first thought about trying to qualify for the Boston Marathon, like, was that a possibility? And in your mind, you're like, oh, man, I don't know. That's going to be hard. But it's amazing how the work that we do compounds. You said you were running, mm -hmm. you know, every day at that point in your life. You were running because you needed it. It gave you separation. It gave you space. And then when you continue to show up, it's amazing how you look at that goal that once seemed so far off, so impossible. And it's like, oh, I think I can do this. And then you do. And that's a huge part to our purpose. Like look for that incremental progress that you can make and just trust that if you continue yeah. to show up, you will look back at some point and just be amazed by the amount of growth you've made, not only physically, but your mindset. You're going to believe that you can achieve things that six months, a year, two years ago, you weren't sure would be a possibility one day. And then, yeah, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Time. I mean, time's going to move anyways, right? Time is, yeah. is happening regardless. So whether you start today or you start a year from now, like you're still going to be, you know, that much further, let's say you start a year from now, you're going to be that much further away from your goal than if you were to just start today. And it's all about stepping stones, right? Like I ran my first 5k that summer, um, which was my 5k PR up until the Emma Coburn 5k at Kristen Butte. I ran like a 2107 or something first race out of the gate. And, um, definitely in the pain cave. And, um, and then I didn't touch five K's until last year. So, <laughs> um, but I, you know, five K's to 10 K's really, really dived into the half marathon distance, which I loved. And then, like I said, I think either in the last episode or in a previous episode, for sure, once I got my half marathon time down to like a 137, 138 was when I decided to push forward and flow forward through with marathon training to get that first BQ. And now, um, you know, as I'm getting older, I might be hitting a milestone year this year. So my time is a little bit easier to get into Boston, which is going to help, but just continuing to push forward, um, with that marathon time and seeing what I can create. And it's super fun because I would have at my 23 year old self would have never thought that the 39 year old me would be going after, you know, a sub three hour marathon, mind blown. Time's going to pass. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, the saying goes like the best time to start was yesterday. Mm. You know, the next best is today. Um, and, and I think an issue that we all run into is we get so uh, hung up on the fact that the best day to start was yesterday. And we're like, yeah. I did, I didn't start yesterday. I didn't, um, you know, I'm already a step behind. And, and that's, that's not true. Like you have the ability to show up today stronger than ever and continuing to stack those days will put you in a great position. And, and we can't worry about the past. We can only focus on the present and, and project our dreams to the future. Oh yeah. I definitely talk with a lot of athletes or communicate with a lot of athletes and prospects, like potential athletes that I'm coaching who are like, Oh, I should have started yesterday, or I'm going to start in a few months. And my message to them is always the same. And I've also kind of put this out on social media and now it's reminding me that maybe I should create a new post about this because it's the power of now, right? Like 
to life is now life is today. Let's go out and do it today. Why not just start now? Like all these people running fall marathons, you know, I, I commend some of them have reached out already and I'm starting to train people now, which if you're running, let's say Chicago, um, you're over six months away, right? Um, yeah, you're about seven months away. Start now. Why not build your aerobic base, get the consistency. Marathon training is so complex. There's so many different avenues you can go down and paths to go down and, um, areas to really lean into, to learn more about yourself and the process and how to show up. So let's just start today. Let's start now. Why not? Why not? Life is now. Let's do it. Absolutely. That's my pep talk we, for today. Yeah, no, you've got, you've got me right. Or go run again, but I don't think you're going to want to do that. But, uh, but, uh, I'll give you 30 minutes. I'll give you 30 minutes. How about that? Absolutely. You know, and, and that's true. And it's okay. If it feels like the cards are stacked against you. Like yeah. everyone wants to start when the situation is perfect. Now, right. right now, looking out the window right now, it is a sunny day. It's like probably 55 degrees. If you're going to start, start on a day like this for sure. But guess what? If it's <laughs> raining, if it's raining, it doesn't mm. matter. All that matters is that you make the decision to do it. These, you know, external circumstances that we see around us and um, continue to be present in our lives. It's your decision to let those affect you or to not let those affect you. And that's really something that you have to understand when you're setting your purpose. Your purpose is not mm -hmm. to be swayed by the life around you. Your purpose is to go inside and project the strength that you have inside to the outside goals that you have. Yeah. And we also get to, you know, shift and pivot our schedules as needed because life is life, right? Like that's one of the foundations of my coaching philosophy is like, we get to make this work for you and the athlete also gets to show up every single day and work really, really hard. And, you know, that might mean scheduling your runs in the morning because, life happens and you have kids, you have a family, you have a demanding job. And then all of a sudden it's nine o'clock at night and the run hasn't happened. That's on you as an athlete, right? Schedule that time. Like you schedule all the other things in your life. When I was training for CIM, I've talked about this many times. I was getting up at 4.30, 4.45 to get out the door, to get my runs in before walking Kenzie before getting ready for work and before driving into a downtown office to start my day. You have to be committed. You have to want it and you have to be attached to your why and use it in those or specifically on those days where it's harder to get out the door. And also like, if you see a training, um, if you see a training run on your schedule that you're not really jazzed about, sorry, not sorry, get it done anyways, <laughs> make it happen. Those harder workouts are going to make you a stronger athlete hands down. And you're not only going to feel incredible. Once you actually push through that workout, you're going to feel incredible on race day. When maybe things start to get hard, it's going to be one of the many workouts that we talk about on our race strategy call that you get to use on the course to push you and to flow you through to the finish line. 
Yeah, there's strength and struggle. Um, and Sarah, if you were functioning on motivation alone when you were prepping for CIM at four in the morning, you wouldn't have continued to show up. It wasn't motivation. It was <laughs> just a desire to pursue something that was unknown. You had never run a marathon. Yeah. It was a desire to, um, you know, recognize that strength within yourself. And then the thing that we continue to say that is, you know, if the potential's yeah. there, you believed the potential was there, yeah. explore it. Yeah. And I'm not a quitter. Like I don't quit. And when I commit to something, I am all in on that thing. And um, so I set myself up in the best way possible, right? Like I ended up working from home on Wednesdays, which were my workout days, because when I got into the thick of it, like Nell was giving me 10, 11 mile runs those on those days that had some really awesome, awesome fast paced miles in there, but it was just too much. Right. So I had to shift and pivot myself to figure out how to make that work. I had a coach who was amazing. I didn't want to let her down and talking to all my friends about it and also knowing and feeling the potential and saying like, I'm doing this and this is going to be amazing. And, um, and also having fun in the process. There wasn't actually a lot of fun happening in that process. <laughs> I was doing a lot of solo runs, a lot of early morning runs. I remember, um, I mentioned this to someone else this week, and this is such a, a funny thing to remember, but I was, I was in San Diego. So I did actually a lot of traveling during this training cycle as well. So if anyone needs recommendations on how to get your long runs in, in like St. Louis, Moab, San Diego, like I'm your gal, I can totally help you out. Um, but I was doing a lot of traveling and needing to fit in my long runs and just runs in general. But anyways, I was in San Diego to also race a 10K with my friend um, Tiffany and it was sponsored by Lululemon. We love the Lululemon race series. I think they've actually put it on pause with the, um, with the pandemic, but when they bring them back, they are the most fun. They just make everything so fun and incredible. And if you get a chance to run anything Lululemon, definitely do it. But we were there to run the 10K and I remember turning to her at some point, we were there for like four or five days. And I said, oh my gosh, I don't remember in this training cycle running in consecutive days in the daylight because I was constantly running in the dark for my training. Um, so that was just kind of a fun thing to note and just know that if you're out there running in the dark every day, I get you, I see you, it's okay. It's gonna make you a stronger runner. At the end of the day, I was doing a lot of solo efforts in the dark, just getting things done, checking the box, moving on to the next thing. So I was incredibly busy. And that actually was the fuel to the fire to run a very strong last 10K. I ran very consistent splits um, in that race. I thought I was a unicorn marathoner. I, Boston and Mesa showed me that I am not. And, um, you know, I stayed within five seconds of, um, of the initial 5k. I think it was between like seven, 747, 752. I just kind of bounced around that space for each 5k. And, um, and I definitely leaned into all that hard work, all that discomfort 
in the last 10 K when it started to get hard. Cause I thought you didn't come all this way to give up. Now you woke up at four 30, you ran in the dark, you ran in the snow. There were mornings where I ran in the rain, which Denver doesn't really get rain. Well, it rained at least on two or three of my training runs. Um, there were two separate weeks where I ran on the treadmill every single day because we had crazy snow that came in, um, in November and I got it done and it actually made me a stronger runner. So shout out to the athlete today, um, who posted on her social media that she crushed a 12 mile training run on her treadmill, which she didn't want to do. She texted me yesterday asking if she could split it up into six miles each. And I said, no, in a very healthy coaching way, <laughs> and she got it done today. And I know that training run is going to sit in her mind in the last 10 K of the twin cities marathon as she's starting, as it's starting to get hard and she's going to be able to push through and be a stronger athlete because of it. Use your wins, right? Like Hell you yeah. Yeah. worked hard for the ability to overcome challenges. Use those on race day. They're not going to yeah. fade from your mind. Those days, you know, when it's dark out and you don't want to do it and it's just you, allow yeah. those days to be what fuels you and really continues to build your purpose. Like your purpose is built through those moments of solitude. And I think it's so important that we embrace that. Like some of the hardest days are the days mm -hmm. where you don't want to be by yourself for mm -hmm. an hour or an hour and a half to do that run. You certainly don't want to be by yourself when it's cold and dark outside. You'd much rather be inside, be with somebody else, be on social media, whatever it be. But it's when you make the decision to get the job done and to go deep within yourself in those moments of solitude, that is where mm -hmm. you are going to set yourself up for huge success and really just huge strength when you need it the most. Absolutely. Like my athletes know when they have race strategy calls, one of the first things we go through is, or I, my invitation to them is to go back through final surge, highlight the wins, highlight the really hard runs and channel into that and journal about them, think about them because it's going to be both of those types of runs that they're going to use on race day to, to flow through to the finish line. And, um, if you're not working with a coach, I, that's my invitation to you. You can still do that. Some people have like you know, old school paper running journals, which I think is amazing. If you have final surge or training peaks or whatever, like that's a great way to go back and just remember, refresh your memory because sometimes, you know, you might not remember that win from four months ago or that, you know, Austin, you had a, a tough goal-paced workout right out of the gate working together. And like, that's actually you know, going to be so great for you to use on race day. It's going to make you stronger and to be able to push through the uncomfortable, um, on the Colfax course. And, um, you know, a lot of my athletes text me their training runs, like how they did all these things. Um, and my invitation, I always say to them is, Hey, can you log this in final search? It's great that you want to share it with me. However, 
Final search also gets to be like a running journal for you. And you get to add notes that I don't really see because I have to dig around to see them. And I don't really have time or the desire to do that. There's a comment section that my athletes get to use where we get to communicate back and forth together. But the notes section is so powerful because it's your own running journal. Why not? You know, if you're looking for validation from me or whatever the case is for texting me about your run, that's fine. But like, use it use the notes section to your, to your advantage, write down the things that worked, that didn't work, things that felt great, things that didn't feel great. Maybe you discovered that your why is changing, write that down. Um, because it's a really powerful tool during taper to go back and to read where you were mind, body, and soul on any particular race day or workout, um, to really move the needle on race day. And really internalize all of this. Um, you know, you talked about that run that I struggled. It was, it was the first long run of, you know, this official marathon prep. Um, and I just struggled to hit the goal paces. And it was certainly a situation where in the, you know, after the first set of marathon pace miles, I was kind of putting myself down. And it was a mental struggle, uh, probably more so than physical. But, yeah. you know, what I got to do after that run was I got to internalize it. I got to reflect on what my purpose is. And a big part of my purpose now um, at this point of my running journey is that I can prove things to myself every mm-hmm. step of the way. And yeah. I knew after that run that it was over and the next chance that I got to hit marathon pace miles in a workout, in a long run workout, I was going to. That was in some ways, you know, something that I like to talk about a lot is that was a chip on my shoulder. I said, Mm -hmm. you couldn't do this a few weeks ago. What are you going to do today? And Mm -hmm. last Saturday I showed up and I got it done. You crushed it. And you You crushed it. I can say that. It it was great. (laughs) And and you know what? Those are the wins we need. Mm -hmm. But we have to set ourselves up for those wins by internalizing our struggle, reflecting on our purpose. And, you know, sometimes one of the hardest things to do is just don't talk about it. Like just hold it there, hold it there until it's time to do the work. Don't waste the energy on the, the words that surround the work. Just, you know what, if the chips on your shoulder, no one needs to know about it. Use it for yourself. Don't share it with other people because the strength is within. It's just, your strength does not come from other people. You get guidance from a coach. You get a lot of knowledge and insight from a coach and a lot of great strategy. But your coach does not give you strength. That can only come from you. Yeah, I can give my athletes confidence. I can give them motivation, inspiration, but there has to be something coming from within because of the desire, the why isn't there from the start, it's going to make it just really challenging on race day. Um, do it for yourself first and foremost, and then start to include other people into that. If you want to, I do want to piggyback on, on what you said though, about, you know, sometimes our biggest quote unquote falls or fails could be our biggest breakthroughs, right? Sometimes it takes falling down. Like we can use your goal pace training run as an example, Austin, it wasn't terrible. The first one, like you just, 
had a harder time getting there than maybe what you thought you were or that you would. And then last weekend, you set yourself up for success. You mentally got into the place of like, all right, I have two by four. This is what's happening. You enrolled a runner who is slightly stronger than you to help pace you, which I was so happy to hear that. So you're taking in like the team effort, right? You're not just flying out there solo, trying to do this all on your own. Um, you asked for help and you had a, a, a good friend come in and help you with that. And, you know, my comment to you after the fact was like, one, you crushed this workout. You set yourself up for success. I'm so proud of you. And you ran the cool down miles way too darn fast. Um, which showed me that you were feeling good and you were probably just on cloud nine, which is also a really great feeling to have. So now you've had two goal pace long runs, one that just didn't really go well. You kind of fell flat, right? It just wasn't great for a lot of different reasons and a super, super successful one. And I know when you're on the Colfax course, you're going to be able to pull lessons learned from both of those and show up stronger because of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say, um, before the workout, I told my friend, I said, Hey, you know, we're going to crush these marathon pace miles, but when we get to the cool down and even the recovery, we did well in the recovery miles, but uh, did, so yeah. the, the cool down miles, I need you to hold me accountable for running slow. And, uh, <laughs> he didn't, he did not. So, um, <laughs> So that's, that's not my fault, but, uh, yeah, and, you know, this, this idea of a why and a purpose is an amazing thing because it's uniquely yours. And, you know, as a takeaway for our listeners, embrace what's yours and be willing to go within to find the real reason for why you're doing this. And that, you know, allow there to be multiple reasons. One reason is going to be a PR, but guess what? There's more to it than that. There's a reason you want to prove to yourself that you can get better. There's a deeper meaning or reason behind that. Like, yes, we all want a PR, but what's really behind that, right? Um, I want to share just a few of my athletes wise, um, athlete wise, because I feel like some of them are really great. I mean, they all are great, right? But they're kind of unique to each athlete. Um, and, you know, I have an athlete who's looking to beat his dad's marathon time, um, that his dad, like his dad's PR marathon time at the same age that this guy is now. And I think that's actually so fun. And it kind of creates this competition with his dad who can no longer run and who actually isn't even alive any longer, but it is kind of fun to say like, Hey, I'm going to go out there and like do this the way that like my dad or a parent or someone that I love and know already did. Um, and we also have a running joke together that this athlete's best marathon time right now is like a three seventeen, And that's my why going into Chicago is to beat this athlete's marathon time. So we get to have fun, right? You get to have fun with your why. Um, I also have athletes who are like first time marathoners and they're just looking to prove it to themselves that they can get out the door every day, be consistent. Abby and Sarah have been working together. Um, we're we're going to be working a full year together leading up to the Twin Cities Marathon. And I just love this duo. They're friends. Um, they live in Minnesota. They're awesome. And like, they get to train and be successful leading up to the marathon versus like 
contacting me three months out saying, Hey, I don't actually run, but I'd like to run a marathon in three months. Um, that's really hard. And you're setting yourself up for injury for sure. And also not loving the process. So these ladies are setting themselves up for success. They're learning so much. We get to run the grandma's half marathon together in June, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, so I love their wise of just like crushing. And I know they both each have other individual wise, but showing up strong for the marathon is one of them. Um, and they are going to 110% do that. I have another athlete who's, um, he's, uh, raising money for charity, um, and this charity or this organization is receiving these funds, um, who helped his dad in the late stages of his life. So very similar to hospice in the United States. Um, this athlete lives in the UK and it, it was such a strong why from the very beginning when I got to talk to him and, um, in align with him and his goals and what he wants to create on the course this summer. Um, it was just really special and really beautiful that he's looking to give back to people who gave back to his dad in his last days of life. Um, and then I have a few, um, particularly one athlete who's looking to, um, not only run his first marathon strong, um, he had a, an amazing race in, um, Fort Collins last week, great tune-up race, 92 second PR at altitude coming off of eight weeks ago in Houston. So I feel very strong and confident about this athlete, but he's also looking to be Q in his first marathon at altitude, which is, um, it is tough. So I'm really, um, everything's looking great for him. His biggest goal between now, um, and race days to stay healthy and to not overdo it, stay consistent, stay healthy and he has a really good shot at doing it. So everyone has a different why. Those are all reasons I wanted to share kind of four different, very vastly different reasons, right? Or whys behind why some of my athletes run. Um, you know, Austin and I have shared ours. And I think it's really important to know that you get to develop your own why. It doesn't matter if it's the exact same why as like your best friend or if it's totally different as everyone else that you know. Um, it gets to be yours. It gets to be personalized to you and it needs to resonate with you. Otherwise, it's not really going to work. <laughs> um, so it gets to resonate and also know that it gets to shift and pivot and change as you become a stronger, healthier, happier athlete moving through the process of training. Absolutely. Your why will develop um, along with you know, your physical abilities. And, and that's just so cool to see how those work in combination. Um, you know, and I think it would be great as we conclude today's episode to, you know, as you send in your elevated moments uh, to the elevate your running podcast at gmail.com email, um, send in those elevated moments. Also send us your why. Um, and, and there's no reason we can't begin next episode kind of coming back to this idea because it's certainly um, central to, you know, why we run. But then Sarah, you and I were very clear about, you know, establishing a why for this podcast as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, use, use the, the idea of purpose and why beyond just running, share that with us um, at that email address. You can see it in the show notes. If you need it there as well, you can also yeah. connect with us on social media. You can connect with me at Austin Myers 12 on Instagram and Sarah. 
yeah, you can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Sarah, S-A-Y-R-A-H, runs happy and at elevate your running you get to establish your why everyone in running in life with your connections where you live your job um if you want to start a company if you want to go out on your own all of that you get to create you get to figure out where you want to go and how you want to do life and i think that's pretty cool so start today life is today make it happen now Thank you, everyone, for joining us for episode number 10 of the Elevate Your Running podcast. We hope you'll join us again for the next episode. Have a great day. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye.